This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that's focused on your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. March is National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. According to the American Cancer Society, colorectal cancer is the third leading cause of cancer-related deaths in both men and women in the United States. Colorectal cancer often begins as a growth called a polyp, which may form on the inner wall of the colon or rectum. Some polyps become cancer over time. Finding and removing polyps through colonoscopy screening can help prevent colorectal cancer. Dr. Kristen Bush is a colon and rectal surgeon with MidMichigan Health. Health Dose asked Dr. Bush for some possible early signs of colorectal cancer. So some early signs of colorectal cancer can include bleeding with bowel movements, uh, persistent abdominal pain, unexplained weight loss or fatigue, or changes in bowel habits such as new diarrhea or new constipation. Now, all these symptoms can also be caused by other conditions other than cancer. So it's really important for people to talk to their primary care provider about these. So that way, the symptoms that they're having can be diagnosed, the cause can be found, and it can be treated. Unfortunately, some people do experience no symptoms when diagnosed with colon and rectal cancer. That's why it's so important to undergo screening, even when you're feeling well, and even when you have none of those symptoms. How common is colorectal cancer? Colorectal cancer definitely increases with age. With our screening guidelines, we do recommend screening now at age 45. And then depending on risk factors such as your family history or certain genetics, you may be recommended to undergo screening a little bit sooner. But are there other lifestyle and or obvious risk factors that you can discuss with us? Yes, there are some things that you can do to lower your risk of colorectal cancer since we all can't choose our family and figure out as far as for family history, we have no really control over that. But things that you can do to lower your risk include maintaining a healthy weight, participating in regular physical activity, avoiding or stopping smoking, and eating a diet that's high in fruits and vegetables and whole grains and low in red meats or processed meats. And when you say fruits and vegetables and whole grains, you're talking about fiber? Yeah, high fiber diet is really important, not only for reducing your risk of colorectal cancer, but just for kind of overall good GI health. Obviously, I want to get my nutrients from fruits and vegetables and grains, but can I cheat by using over-the-counter laxatives and fiber supplements? Yeah, so cheating, in this situation, cheating is allowed. I have a lot of patients who use a supplemental fiber supplement. Some common over-the-counter fiber supplements include Metamucil or Benafiber. And those are just like natural dietary fiber in your diet that you can add because it is and can be very hard to get that much fiber in your diet every single day. I usually have patients or recommend that patients use the dietary fiber over the laxatives since the dietary fiber is a bit more natural. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to take the over-the-counter dietary fiber, and then I don't have to have fruits and vegetables. It's something you should use to supplement a good diet. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we recommend for most people to get, depending on gender, anywhere from 25 to 35 grams of dietary fiber per day in their diet. So if you really look at what you're eating and drinking every single day, that's quite a lot of fiber, and that could be a pretty high goal to achieve sometimes. You mentioned that people should begin screening at 45. Is that if they have a family history? That is not. So now the American Society of Colon and Rectal Surgeons, the American Cancer Society, and as of 2020, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force 
now recommends colorectal cancer screening beginning at age 45 instead of age 50 as they previously recommended. And again, those recommendations are for people who are at average risk with no family history of colon or rectal cancer and are having no concerning symptoms. Right. That's for the average person. But if you have a family history, it could be even earlier than 45. Correct. So when you say screenings, what does that mean? What's a test a screening for colorectal cancer look like? Screening tests can be divided into two broad groups. The stool-based tests are tests that check your stool for signs of cancer. These tests are typically done in your primary care doctor's office or in the comfort of your own home. They're usually very easy to complete, but you do have to do the tests more often to screen for colorectal cancer. The visual or structural exams are tests that look at the inside of the colon and rectum for any sort of abnormalities. These tests are done by using a flexible camera, such as a sigmoidoscopy or a colonoscopy, or their special imaging tests, such as a CT or a virtual colonoscopy. For the visual exams, you usually have to do a special bowel preparation that you do the day before at home to clean out your colon for the exam. And is that what they call the lower GI? So a colonoscopy is considered a lower GI exam, yes. And when we talk about those at-home tests, how accurate can they be? So they can be very good. And I tell patients the bottom line is any screening test that you're willing to do is a good test to screen for colon and rectal cancer. The most common at-home test that people use is the Cologuard test. That's a test that checks the stool for hidden blood or DNA changes that can be a result from polyps or cancer in the colon or rectum. It's a very easy test. It can be done in the comfort of your own home, and it requires no special diet and no special preparations the day before. The Colicard test should be done every three years if it's normal, but if it's not normal, your primary care doctor will refer you to a doctor for a colonoscopy. Many people fear the colonoscopy or at least dread it. I know that from my perspective, the prep is worse than the actual procedure. Absolutely. How many times do you hear that a day? Several times a day. (laughs) Walk us through that process for people who don't know what that colonoscopy looks like. And the good news is, is it's not as bad as it used to be. That's absolutely true. So a colonoscopy is the name of the procedure where the doctor uses a flexible camera to look inside your colon and rectum to look for polyps. There's lots of important steps for a colonoscopy, but one of the most dreaded steps and the most talked about steps is that bowel preparation. The bowel preparation is where you drink a lot of fluids and medicine, which make you go to the bathroom quite a lot in a short period of time. It's not pleasant, but it's really important in order to allow the doctor to see well inside your colon. On the day of the colonoscopy, you arrive at the medical center and you meet the nurses and the staff who will be taking care of you before, during, and after your procedure. A lot of people tell me afterwards they don't even remember anything when the procedure is being done because you do get medicine through an IV that makes you sleepy and very comfortable during the colonoscopy. The colonoscopy usually takes about 30 minutes and when you wake up soon afterwards, the doctor talks to you about what they found during the colonoscopy. You do get to eat whatever you want afterwards and then you get to go home the same day with a ride. Again, there's lots of steps for a colonoscopy, but it's really the only way to actually remove precancerous polyps before they have time to grow into cancer. And I think that's important to know, and and I wasn't aware of that, but it's both a visual screening process, but you guys are also taking care of things that you see while you're in there. So it's a combination diagnostic and a treatment procedure. That's right. Yeah, because not only are we finding the polyps when they're still in their early stages, where there may be just precancerous polyps and they haven't had time to grow or mature into cancer, and we're removing them right from the base so that way they don't have time to grow into something like a cancer. And how important is that early detection? It's very important because a lot of times, again, people aren't having symptoms when they have these polyps that are very small or even early cancers can be asymptomatic. So it's important to undergo those screening tests because sometimes by the time you develop symptoms, you may have already have a more advanced stage of cancer. 
So even when you're feeling well, we can prevent the cancer from occurring by undergoing those screening tests. One more time, give us your tips on preventing or reducing our risk of colon cancer. And also walk us through what we need to know about how often, what procedures, what diagnostic tests we need to have. Yeah. So again, ways to lower your risk for colon and rectal cancer include maintaining a healthy weight, participating in regular activities, avoiding or stopping smoking and eating a diet that's high in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, those high fiber diets that we talk about and low in red meats and processed meats. For a lot of the stool-based tests, for example, the Cologuard test or the FIT test, which is a test that can be done in the office with your primary care provider, those tests we need to be done more often. So those are usually done every few years versus a colonoscopy. If you have a normal colonoscopy with no polyps found, and again, no family history, then you could be good for up to 10 years until your next colonoscopy. So those visual exams where we're taking a look inside the colon typically let you go a little bit longer between exams, but they are a bit more invasive than those stool tests where you'll have to do them more often, but you don't have to do much of a preparation for it and they can be done quite easily. That is MidMichigan Health colon and rectal surgeon, Dr. Kristen Bush. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. For additional information or to take a free colorectal health assessment, go to midmichigan.org slash colon. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.